This episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is sponsored by the most awesome Nick B, Masakazu T, Armando M, and Black Cat. To become a part of our amazing Patreon crew, please visit us on patreon.com slash finalgirlshorrorcast. You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. And thanks for joining us on the 117th episode of Final Girls Horror Cast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. It's February, which means it's the 80s were weird month here on Final Girls Horror Cast. Yay! This week we're kicking off this beloved series with Evil Speak and Life Force. For you new listeners, we are a spoiler heavy podcast, so continue at your own risk. Evil Speak is currently streaming on Prime Video and Tubby TV, and Life Force is also on Prime Video, so go ahead and check those out before continuing if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. But before we jump into these films, let's get started with a segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark with an August 9th release date. It's directed by Andre Overdahl. And written by Dan Hagerman, Kevin Hagerman, John August, Guillermo del Toro, Marcus Dunstan, Patrick Melton, and based on the original stories from Alvin Schwartz. The IMDb summary is a group of kids face their fears in order to save their town. I call bullshit on that summary just yeah. based, <laughs> based on nothing. Based on basically nothing. <laughs> Maybe that's... Is, do you think this is going to be... I mean, I would think this is going to be an anthology, and maybe that's just a wraparound. I mean, I would hope so. Yeah. Um, to be honest, like, I am so excited for this, but I don't need all these trailers. So and maybe maybe it's just because I watched them back to back. Okay. But I Do like... You didn't see any of these yesterday. No, I didn't watch them. I okay. just was... Because I'm just amped up and I'm excited for... It without needing even trailers. <laughs> totally, um, but I am so excited. I was really excited about the trailers. I I think it's they're more not so, even trailers. They're just teasers. They're teasers. They're, they're like, like eleven seconds long. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think maybe it was just the aspect of seeing them all back to back. I feel like if I had been watching the Super Bowl and I did get these exciting little sneak peeks every once in a while, I think it, I it would have been more effective. But that being said. I'm super stoked for this. I cannot I wait. I don't know. Did they, were they all sprinkled throughout the Super Bowl? Because I watched the Super Bowl and I only saw one of them during the Super Bowl. Oh, I don't know. I just assumed because it said like oh. all the trailers were that were at like aired during the Super Bowl. So I and just it might have that. or maybe it just aired one depending on where you were or something. The I only mean, that one would have been super effective. The only one me. I saw was like the eggs in the face. The girl with the, oh, the spider that the spider that legs lays eggs in the face. Nightmare. Yeah, that's that's your favorite one. Personal right? nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but uh i don't know watching all of these i think the imagery is great i mean oh yes it looks just like the books and i am into it i'm excited about it i cannot effing wait i honestly think that this is perfect i don't want to see any more than this this me is either. good enough for me. Yeah. I get I get an idea of what it's going to look like, and I'm into it. I don't need to see any more. I need no more things. I'm getting really frustrated, though, because everything I see on this is like, Guillermo del Toro, Guillermo del Toro, Guillermo del Toro. It's like, th- there's a billion people involved in this, and I get it that it's probably thanks a lot to Guillermo del Toro as our producer, and man, that's probably very responsible for this film but like can we give some props to the director like even a little bit i mean he has done something very recently that a lot of people like yeah but a lot of like i get it from a marketing standpoint he there you're wanting to market to you know a large population that doesn't know who anybody else is. And so when and they're that's putting one thing to do in a trailer, but it's a completely different thing to do when every single fucking uh, article I see on this movie is Guillermo del Toro's well, then that's... stories to tell in the dark. And it's like bullshit. That's not true. Is that what it's called? Is that what it's called though? That's what, no, that's what like every article I see says though. It's really frustrating. It's hmm. fine to give props to Guillermo del Toro, but like you should also be talking about Andre Offerdahl, who's the director. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't even know that he was the director until recently. And then I'm like, oh, I thought Guillermo del Toro was the director. <laughs> I'd I, say- didn't, I knew he wasn't the director, but I knew he was the producer. I didn't know who was directing it either. I mean, we've we talked about it when we talked about Autopsy of Jane Doe, but like yeah. slightly before then, I remember learning it. But like everything bef- up to up until that point was just Guillermo del Toro. That's all you heard about, which is fine. And you can tell by the imagery that he definitely had a hand in creature design and all of that. I'm mm-hmm. sure he was very involved in the look of the film. Um but come on, let's give some props here. I get it. Yeah, I mean, I think in <laughs> articles that's totally they should definitely be calling out Andre Orvidal. Um, yeah. But yeah, from like a trailer standpoint, I get where they're coming from. Yeah. They've done um, it before with like movies that like Quentin Tarantino or even Eli Roth sure. has, have nothing to do with, but they're totally. like, I'm going to present this movie. So you see right. that quite often when there's like a no name director, but um, Andre's definitely a, knows this shit and i'm excited well, and about it especially on like horror websites yeah they have no excuse like people know who he is totally yeah no <laughs> okay maybe I didn't not realize. like mainstream but like you know no if, if it's I, on a horror website like get your head out of your ass obviously what are you modern doing? horrors would never do that modern never. horrors knows what's up uh but yeah no it's it's fine it's just a little bit annoying because i'm like okay they're doing the same thing with um um candy I totally thought oh, Jordan Peele. I totally thought Jordan Peele was directing. He is not directing. I totally thought he was too, especially yeah. when they were talking about casting. What's his face? Tony Todd. Uh, oh no, not Tony Todd. No, no, the no. The, the dude from yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who I'm talking about. I do. Get out. Yes. Um. Yeah. No, but we have um, Nia DaCosta is going to be directing that. Hmm. 
black female director. Hell yeah. Can we please give her some fucking notice? You know? That's awesome. Give her a shout out. (laughs) No. I mean, she hasn't done a lot. So I kind of get it. But I just hate it when it's like, we're just shouting out producers now. Like, let's give some props to our directors, please. Here, here. All right, I'm enough uh, enough of my ranting. Um, I'm excited for this. I can't wait. I think it looks great. I'm glad that we only got teasers. I think talking about it now is perfect because if there's another trailer, I don't really want to see it. Oh, I'm going to be watching. That's probably the only thing. I don't even think I would have watched that unless we were talking about it today. Um, I want to see nothing from this movie I mean, until I'm in the theater. it gives you so very little, really. Yeah. It's just oh, like, here's a I'm glimpse not, into what it's going to look like. And, yeah. You know. Not complaining. I'm just saying that, like, I don't want to see, like, I just want to go in and just experience it. I really hope that they are, it is, an, is anthology-like and not, I don't know. I hope they don't try to, like, push it all together and do a Goosebumps thing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Movie. Oh, that movie. I mean, did you see Goosebumps? Uh, like the one with Jack Black? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's not it's not awful, but it's like. It's not go- It's not Goosebumps. It's goofy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's meant to be, though, but. it's for, not, That one's like my legit faith. for kids. For this sure. one is like, you were a kid when you watched these and now you're an adult. <laughs> So we're going to scare the crap stoked. out of you again. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to bring w- this shit back. I kept looking to see if there was a rating and there's no rating on it. But No, and it kept on saying that. This film has not been rated. This film has not been rated. <laughs> I bet it's pretty hard to decide how you're going to rate it. You know, because I mean, the stories were originally written for children. They're terrifying for children. But like, I loved the like every time a new one came out. I need them. I need they're all so of them. They're so good. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's move on. We We're have excited. so many 80s, 80s films to talk about. We I'm are so going to kick it. off this year's The 80s Were Weird Month with yes. uh, 1981's Evil Speak, directed by Eric Weston uh, of Hyenas fame. Yep. <laughs> fame. <laughs> Written by Joseph Garofalo, uh, from, who did Shaker Run. And also Eric Weston. The IMDb summary is an outcast military cadet taps into a way to summon demons and cast spells on his tormentors through his computer. That is very accurate. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Have you ever seen this before? No. I knew of it. I was very excited that it was streaming. And it was my top choice for this month. Well, we kicked it off. I am very into Clint Howard. I, I'm all about it. I'm very excited to do a film featuring Clint Howard finally. Um, you know, it's uh, it's just, it's everything I want in an 80s movie and more. I'm so, I was so into this movie. I was so excited about it. There was, of course, a point where I wrote, oh, no, Carly, 5,000 yeah. times. Yeah. Um. But I caught you before you saw it, right? You did. Okay. Um, did you fast forward through the part I told you to fast forward through? I just walked into my bathroom and yeah. just stood there. Okay. <laughs> until it was over. Because it was, it was 
bad to the point where I had a hard time with it. And I'm like, there's no fucking way Carly's going to be able to deal with this. It was funny because um, when I was watching it, it got to the point when they're uh sarge comes into the boiler room or whatever the creepy yeah. satan room um and picks up the puppy and i got really nervous and i was like this isn't i was like did he skip a soccer game and i've just like missed it and so i just like closed my ears it was like la 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 la, la. and yeah. then so i wasn't sure because you don't really see the dog after yeah. that no like, there's a couple times where you think something horrible is going to happen to the dog and it's fine yeah I just um, told you about the one time it, it's not fine. And then like when the teenagers go down and like the girls are playing with the puppy, I was like, and that's my cue yep. to get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that my uh, my cue worked. Yes. Yeah, there is a very horrible puppy part if you are puppy sensitive and or it's animal like a sensitive. legitimate puppy. It's a and puppy. It's, and it's not okay to watch. Like it's really not cool. Um it hurt my heart, so it would really fucking bother you. Uh, so I'm glad that you completely skipped over that whole thing. And oh, you don't yeah. even need to watch it. You get it. You know what I mean? Like, you know what happened. Yeah. You don't need to watch it. Oh, I'm You're aware. Fine. And I was like, dude, bro, you just better murder all of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's my, that was all my one this, thing to say about this yes, movie. All of this like, murder is okay with me now. <laughs> 100%. Kill them all. Let God sort them out. Right? Did you like the movie though? I did. It was it was really fun, but I felt I don't know if I'm just getting like extremely sensitive in my old age, <laughs> but like I like bullying really gets to me. Like yeah. I have a really hard time watching people be bullied, even in these older like '80s movies where like mm -hmm. it's so over the top yeah. that like you know, hopefully, I mean, I don't, hopefully, God, that this doesn't happen to people for real. But like, it's just, it's so hard to watch for well, me. And this, But this movie is so over the top ridiculous yeah. that it's yeah. kind of okay. But yeah, no, I got you. It's, it is like, it's way too much. Because like, like, no one is this intent on fucking up someone's life. Yeah. <laughs> like, like so you're going to kill their dog. Really? Like, that's how Oh, we're gonna sneak into the basement are? to murder a puppy like who are these people they obviously don't need to to live any longer than whatever there is like a very um there's a lot of carry undertones here though mm -hmm. we got the bullied kid and push too far mm -hmm. and uh fire and blood and murder <laughs> i'm just saying like the puppy thing would have pushed me too far too <laughs> the puppy thing pushed me to the point where I was like, yeah, Clint Howard, get him. Yeah, would have murdered. Yeah, <laughs> would have summoned a demon through my computer. 100% to commit murder. <laughs> I love, it's just, this movie is so much fun. It's goofy, it's gory, it's tough to watch in parts. Like, it's... It's funny. It's it's everything you want in an 80s horror film. And if you have not seen Evil Speak, you are missing out. Like, go check out Evil Speak. You need to. But leave the room. During the, the puppy part, if yeah. you're puppy sensitive. 100. Even if you're not. You, nobody needs to see that. Honestly, it was a little much for me. Like, nobody needs to see that. Let I don't me, even know what happens. Spoiler alert, the puppy dies. You can fast forward that part. Just get out of there. <laughs> you don't need to see it. It's so sad. Um, so... Clint Howard's name is 
Cooper Smith? Is yeah. that a real last name? It doesn't, it doesn't it, sound like one. I think like they just they wanted it to... They couldn't decide between Cooper and Smith, so they're like, eh, we'll just call him Cooper Smith. I think they just wanted to have a have a character who they could call Cooper Dick or whatever. Oh, maybe. Yeah, there's a lot of Cooper Dick. Uh, basically his name in the whole movie. He's teased for not having parents. Yeah, what? Who are these? Who is this? Like, I don't even know. What is happening to the world in this movie that everybody is so terrible? The teachers are also terrible because they're like, they also bully him. Yeah. (laughs) Like talk about how he doesn't have parents and they're like, they have to help him because they don't have enough funding without providing like assistance to certain students. The only nice adult is the cook that gives him the puppy. Yeah. But here's the thing. Okay, we have a cook who gives him the puppy, and the cook's only purpose is to give him the puppy. Correct. We never see him again. And then there's another student who's very nice to him and stands up for him and sticks up for him, and he never spends any time with this kid. No, he just interjects when the teasing happens. Yeah, like Clint Howard's character could be best friends with this kid. They could be doing stuff together. Mm -hmm. But no, there's like... He the, the kid always wants to hang out with him and help him out. He just like never goes and hangs out with him. It's like you could legit have a friend. You wouldn't have to feel so lonely and shitty. Yeah, but just you, accept him. You insist on not doing that. And he kills him too, right? Because like at the end, it's like everybody died. Did they? Oh, did I miss it? Did he get in the? He didn't get in the church. I didn't see that, but literally. Um, no, it was just the people the end, in the church that died. No, at the end, it was like everybody in this place died except for Cooper Smith. Yeah, in the church. I don't think it's specified in the church. Maybe I think it, it was just the people in the church. But it's funny because the, the nice kid and the and the cook are like spend a moment having a conversation about how they're worried about Cooper Smith and how they're going to go find him and help him. And then they never do. So what's the point of that whole exchange? I don't know. Um, Also, the cook, when you meet the cook, is wearing the best outfit (laughs) of all time. He's wearing no shirt. Yeah. And over the head apron, like a white, dirty apron. And Cooking your food. Cooking your food and a bandana tied around his neck. Because what else do you need? And he's overweight, and he makes him a he makes him a a steak. And at first, I was like, "Oh man, is this going to be like the cook from Sleepaway Camp?" Oh my god, <laughs> he, I'm so happy he wasn't. No, 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 no. We have another character that that takes that place. Yeah, another creeper. Yeah, we have Sarge. Who Sarge is fucking weird wait wait wait. so sarge is a sergeant or was a sergeant at some point like are we supposed to believe that i don't know because they're like let's just throw him in the basement well it's a military academy yeah why are they letting a creeper live in the basement and he's like the groundskeeper and they call him sarge and he lives in the basement <laughs> and they he never sees the light of day he's always in the basement so my favorite thing well one of my favorite things about this movie is that the computer is so advanced in this movie. In 1981, this is one of the most advanced computers next to weird science. Yeah. It it literally acts as Google Translate. 
in, in 1981. It was ahead he's of like, its time. He's like typing in Latin and it's translating into English for him, for his spells. And then suddenly there's color on the screen, which I think is very uh, advanced for the time. Well, it's it's demon run. What yeah, do you what do you expect? <laughs> so did he co- create this computer program or I was very confused. Like, I think I, so. Right. Because it was like for a project or something. Was he doing I, like, I don't know. I think game? that in, in 1981, there was so little understanding about how computers work that that's why there's so many movies like this where <laughs> computers can do things that they can't even do today. I mean, barely can do today. And like. it's really funny to me um also there can we talk about the miss heavy artillery (laughs) please yes so it's an all boys military school correct and soccer is their biggest sport it's huge it's they're very aggressive they're extraordinarily aggressive about soccer why soccer? I don't know. Um, and every it's, but it's also like gym. They're playing competitively, but it's also like gym where everybody has to play. Everyone has to play for some reason. Clint Howard's character doesn't even want to play, but he sticks up for himself and says, "The teacher says I have to play too." It's a lot of that. Yeah, a lot of that. So anyway, they're having a big rally before the big football game. Sorry, soccer game. Soccer. <laughs> football for you. You. You guys overseas um and for some reason it's a beauty pageant and there's male teachers and male students and three women in bikinis and they're all just gawking at them i don't understand what kind of beauty pageant is this and it's miss heavy artillery what who the hell knows what's happening here (gasps) Because I don't. It just died. When I was watching it, Tony was on his phone and I'm like, what is happening right now? Nobody knows. And I'm like, there's no other women there. It's just these three women. Yeah. Parading around in bathing suits and like male teachers like whispering and talking like while they're walking around. Like this is so inappropriate. Wildly inappropriate. I was I was very confused why there were any females in this. Not to mention, there's the secretary. The secretary is the most insane character ever. <laughs> she doesn't have any lines. Does she say anything? I think she has one line. And she, um, Clint Howard's getting spanked by <laughs> the principal, literally getting paddled by the principal. And she's just listening and like getting all turned on, which is what? Yeah. And she finds this satanic book. And at first I'm thinking, okay, she's part of like a satanic cult or something because she's holding on to this book. But no, she's just trying to get the jewels off the front of it, probably because they're pretty and sparkly. I don't know why. And then she gets attacked by boars. So really, it's like the only purpose for her character is so that a woman can get murdered. Yes. That's the only reason for her character to exist. Just very confusing. It's <laughs> There's not a lot that makes sense about this no, movie, to be honest. No, but it's so much fun to watch, but it's also incredibly offensive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, 
Like it's it's from 1981 for sure. And the head, do you know who the head bully is? Did you look it up? Were you like, he looks so familiar. Who is he? Uh, no. Okay. He's Bob from that 70s show. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. The head bully. Because it was driving me crazy. I'm like, who is this guy? And then when I went on his IMDb page, I was like, he looks familiar. And then I like looked through more pictures and I was like, holy shit, he's Bob from that 70s show. <laughs> no way. With his afro. <laughs> yeah. No and way. It, yeah, it looks just like him if you look at it. <laughs> I mean, no. he's overweight and has Oh my God. What's, his, what's the character's name? Oh God, I don't know. I can Maybe look I'll it up look for up you that though. 70s show. Oh, if you can hear it raining, it's because it's raining outside right now. It's been raining so hard all day. Can you hear that? I can, actually. Sorry, my audio is going to suck now. That's all right. It is what it is, right? Don Stark is his name in real life. Okay. Anyway, we can do this later. I'll show you a picture of them side by side. That is so funny. And you can enjoy it. But yeah, they are uh, one in the same. It's very exciting when I figured that out. No, I couldn't unsee it after. So it's like, why does he look so familiar? Anyway. But he's so nice in that 70s show. Uh, yeah, he's really awful. And in he's this the worst in that movie. Oh, Bob. I expected oh. better. So, I mean, once... Once this movie goes carry, it's really awesome. Yeah. There's a lot of decapitations and murder and Lots awesomeness. Murder. Hearts getting pulled out of I was so and- stoked on that part. I was literally like, yeah, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yep. Bo- boars tearing people apart. apart. Revenge of re- revenge of the animals. Killing the people that yeah. killed the pups. Bye. Yeah. Going for it. Peace out. Don't test me. <laughs> rip your heart out which is actually a really good effect yeah i mean the act the the effects weren't bad no. and even the like the shitty digital effects were still pretty good yeah they did they did good work i've seen way worse in way better films oh 100 percent. So. they did a great job <laughs> yeah i, I really enjoyed i really enjoyed the gore and the special effects in this movie uh, i really enjoyed the movie honestly i mean if you're looking for a good, ridiculous, gory horror film. Like, this one's a good one, man. I don't know why more people don't talk about it, but it's 100% worth watching. Has the final girl stamp of approval. Yep, do it. Just skip the puppy part. Yeah, you can skip the puppy part. Thank you. Oh, my God. I was so stoked on this movie, Carly. This was a winner. This is, like, what I want to happen when I watch 80s horror movies. You know, every time I turn on an 80s horror movie, I want it to be like this. You're I like, want it to be slightly offensive. <laughs> I want it to be slightly offensive. I want there to be weird technology things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want there to be um, inappropriate jokes about women. For some reason, I enjoy that. And then just because it makes me like the right amount of angry, you know? Sure. And you're just like, it was the 80s. Like, <laughs> exasperated eye roll. It was the, <sighs> it was the 80s. Yeah. Um, I want... Uh, gore i want blood and i want just weird plots that don't make any sense and this has all of that yeah and actually the acting not that bad no it's pretty good yeah no complaints really all around check this one out if you are an 80s nerd 80s horror nerd like me big fan big old fan of this one big old fan all right what are we doing now i don't know what are we doing now Oh, we're doing Life Force. What? 
from 1985, directed by Mr. Toby Hooper, who you may remember from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1 and 2, The Fun House, and uh, controversially, of course, Poltergeist. It's written by Dan O'Bannon, who we've talked about before with Return of the Living Dead. He also wrote all of the Alien films in Total Recall. And it's also written by Don, Don Jacoby, who wrote Vampires and Arachnophobia. It's based on the novel by Colin Wilson. The novel is called The Space Vampires, Carly. Yes. It's not called Life Force. It's called The Space Vampires. Which is what this movie should have been called. <sighs> now we can get into that. It shouldn't have. <laughs> the IMDb summary is, a race of space vampires arrives in London and infects the populace, beginning an apocalyptic descent into chaos. So, this movie, you either love it or you hate it, I think. Where are you on the spectrum? I don't know. I feel like I don't love it or hate it. I don't either. I actually really enjoyed it, though. <laughs> but I feel like usually people... Okay, not everyone either loves it or hates it, obviously. But I feel like people feel passionately about this film, and I've heard both sides. Gotcha. Um, I kind of thought I would be more into it, honestly. Yeah. Like, I thought I would at least be like, that's ridiculous and love it. But it was kind of like it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. But it also wasn't as good as it could have been. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's just kind of like a middle ground space alien movie. I mean, we have Patrick Stewart. I was so happy to see his beautiful face. Yes. And hear his beautiful voice. And Mathilda May, who is like amazingly beautiful. Oh, she's in this total movie. babe town. I mean, I mean, I usually I'm like, ugh male gaze let's just watch women walk around naked but i was in this movie i was like yeah all right this is fine you're like <laughs> i'm not upset about it babe she looks amazing what up it's like if i look like that i just walk around naked too oh hell yeah <laughs> no need she's for clothes one, she's naked like the entire movie mm -hmm. except for like one scene she has almost no lines no she just sucks the life but it, it feels like she's constantly in this movie, but apparently she only has seven minutes of screen time. Really? Somehow. I, somehow. That's insane because she really does. Um, I feel like she's in quite a lot. I guess not. You I guess I was mistaken. The scene the, up until like the point where she's walking around, like if she's just laying there naked, like I had like some serious autopsy of Jane Doe, Joe, Jane Doe vibes. Same. It's like, um, yeah, this movie's weird. It's not um I, it's not as 80s as I wanted it to be. I mean, it's definitely 80s, but <laughs> it I wanted really it to long. be more intense. It does feel it is long. It's like 2 hours long. Okay. Um it yeah. felt really long. I felt like there were certain parts where I was like really in it and I was like, "Yes, this movie's awesome." And then some parts where I was like distracted and could have been doing something else. Yeah, I think they probably could have cut a good 20 minutes out of this movie. 100%. Yeah. It gets weird at the end, too. Mm -hmm. It doesn't... They spend so much time, like, setting stuff up and then just kind of, like, rush it at the end. Yeah. Um. Also, they refer to Mathilda May's character as Space Girl. It's her... That's her name in the credits but they also call her girl the whole time the girl the girl she's obviously a woman why <laughs> she's being referred to as a girl i mean that's time. a thing that we're still dealing with to this day so <sighs> that's true but it's um, like but it's the 80s so yeah they definitely didn't get it 
It's the 80s. So. so you can just, our whole series this month, it's the 80s. So yeah. is your cue to drink or something. Yeah. All right. Don't know. Threaten me with a good 80s, time. So I'm going to drink. Get milk. it in here. Um, I was reading the um, trivia for this movie. And my favorite form of trivia is, let me read this for you. The filmmakers briefly considered waxing Mathilda May in order to make her appear less nude. This idea was ultimately rejected because it had the opposite result of its initial intention. I think I read this what? exact trivia for another 80s film, Carly. I was going to say, what other movie was? were we talking about? Return of the Living Dead. Oh, man. Don't wax. Don't wax. <laughs> In the 80s, they didn't understand that if you waxed. You can see more. You can see more. It actually covers less. Yeah. That's not how you think it works is not how it works. Taking away hair also does not, for some reason, take away the genitalia that's underneath the hair. Who knew? (laughs) Not anybody in either of these movies, apparently. None of the men involved. What? (laughs) What witchcraft is this? The funny thing is, is that Return of the Living Dead and Life Force came out in the same year. So maybe go. that's the year that they realized. Oh. In 1985 was the year they figured out that taking away pubes does not make her look less n- naked. Does not get rid of genitalia. <laughs> weird. <laughs> it's weird. I took away the hair, but she's Shouldn't not like you a see less? down there. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, guys? <laughs> so fucking clueless. Oh, men. 80s men. <laughs> 80s uh, men. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just like picturing it happening. Just take it all. Just like, oh, put it back. Oh, my God. <laughs> we can't show her like that. Props. Do we have a Merkin in the back? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, anyway, sorry. Oh, I'm crying. Okay. I, I really, I wanted to like it more than I did, but it is entertaining. I just feel like I've heard like such ridiculous things about this movie for so long. I was expecting it to be way beyond what it is. I can agree with that. Um, did you also get in the Patrick Stewart portion of this film? Uh, Exorcist 3 vibes? Yeah. Okay. There was a little bit of Exorcist 3 vibes, but not as good as Exorcist no, 3. No, God. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, this is a horse Did of a different you know color. that this was Patrick Stewart's first on-screen kiss? Oh, my God. Don't you love that that's his first on-screen kiss? That's, I love it so much. Yes. I just oh love God. Patrick Stewart. Yeah. I love how... Uh, this entire movie is like men have no control over lust nope and, and confuse lust with love very easily mm-hmm. and my favorite part is when um they're they have one security guard for this alien that they have they have an alien and there's one security guard not even a military security guard just a security guard they don't have guns or anything nope. And he's guarding this this alien form and whatever she attacks him. There's like another guy watching from a camera is like, oh, I should go save them. Did you, ever, did you notice he had to run through like 
500 glass doors to get to that room. <laughs> what kind of building is this? There's no hallway. It's just room after room after room it's with glass doors to get there. They were probably shooting in like a real business place and they maybe they but it, it wasn't even one person going through them you see it like five different times like different people coming through all That's these true. doors i'm like you could have made it look better than that Just no run through the doors it makes it feel more urgent it's like a ridiculous amount of glass doors to get to this room it's just weird and when they describe her it's like an overwhelming feminine presence what is that they can't handle it's it like i'm this woman owning all of her sex, her sexual energy. I mean, what is this? It's fine. It's just, I wrote Pervs, the movie, about five times. About, I mean, that should be the IMDb summary. <laughs> Men who can't control their boners. <laughs> the movie. <laughs> how women are the downfall of the entire universe the movie the movie yeah oh man <sighs> sucking all the life away yeah i don't like them being called space vampires i mean they're not very vampire like they're very alien like they just call them aliens <laughs> they're definitely because space space vampire to me is more exciting than alien. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess, but like it's not there's no blood involved. No. It's not gory at all. No. It's just like lasers sucking laser beams out of their faces. And I think And that's, then they turn into zombies. Yeah. <laughs> which is bizarre. There's a whole lot of zombies happening for a space vampire movie. And I think that's the thing is that like it's you can't sell me that these are space vampires and there's no blood involved because like the thing that makes one of the things that makes a vampire a vampire is that like it's a corpse that's like drinking blood right yeah this chick is neither of those things well they do say that she doesn't seem alive but it okay, could just so be because she's an one alien one of those things <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it's fine it's 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 not awful, but it's not good either. <laughs> it's definitely fun. I had a good time with this movie for sure. Um, I just, it, I wasn't like hooked. I wasn't, I wasn't like, I don't know. I didn't like, I, I, I was a little sad by the ending because I just wanted them to be together at the end. <laughs> what like i don't he's fighting it but i mean they're gonna be in love forever he's never gonna i don't know. really i don't really get their whole relationship she's like you're one of us yeah i don't get but it how is he one of them like i don't and when he's when they're walking into the spaceship the artichoke spaceship yeah yeah they're like they're like oh i i feel like i've been here before but it's, they never like, like there's never more there's never more than that. And at the end, he's like, why am I so drawn to you? She's like, you're one of us. But like, there's nothing. We never get really an explanation. There's nothing really explaining that away. Like, it's. Just, and if we're wrong, okay. let us know. Did I miss something? <laughs> no, I don't think we're Amy wrong. Amy reads everything. So I feel like when I miss something, it makes sense. But you like closed caption this shit. It's true. You, I do. You usually pick up on all the things that I miss. 
My cat is freaking out right now, jumping on the wall. I think she sees a fly. She sees a Sorry. space vampire. That's <laughs> a space vampire. Watch out. And there's two dude space vampires. Yes. But, like, no one really cares that much about them. No, because they're not naked women. Oh, that's why. Yeah. And I like, there's no other women in this movie because women can't possibly be affected by the naked woman space vampire. I think it would have been more interesting to see women also be affected by her. Or not. But it's, you know, but it's just dudes. So it's just like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Got it. Because, I mean, you could read something different into it For if sure. there's other women who are affected. But no, it's just men. It's just <laughs> so it's pretty men. clear what we're trying to do here. <laughs> Simple minds. Yeah. All right. I'm all right with it. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I don't really have much else to say. Do you have anything else to add? Nope. Love Patrick Stewart. Love Patrick Stewart. Very good on-screen kiss. Way to go. Yes. Okay. Let's move on. What's our final segment this week, Carly? Oh, uh, social media question of the week. <laughs> Did you forget that there was a third segment? No, I was reading the trivia about Olivia Hussey. Oh. It caught my do you eye. Wanna, do you want to mention it since you just brought it up? <laughs> so apparently, uh, Olivia Hussey left the movie Life Force Space Vampire because she mistakenly thought that she was going to play the role of Space Girl, which was too much nudity. And so uh, she was then replaced by Nancy Paul. Okay. Fun fact. Which I I don't know what character that maybe the the um there was a female um astronaut so maybe that's the character. Apparently uh Ellen mm. Donaldson. Got it. Okay. Let's move on. Yeah, to What's- social media question of the week. <laughs> Flawless. And this victory. week's question is If you could live in perfect love and harmony with the most beautiful entity in the universe, but it meant the complete downfall of Earth and civilization as we know it, would you? Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's see what you guys have to say. On Twitter, we have at LaskaThuli who says, I choose a highly improbable blessing for the price of an inevitable doom without any regrets. I like it. Uh, At MJ Hogan's... 29 says you know what yeah i would the earth and civilization would probably crumble at some point anyway so we would just be accelerating the downfall i'm going to be selfish and do it sorry everyone (laughs) (laughs) because on me amore says yeah but i'm confused about where we'll be living uh in this perfect harmony do we also inherit the earth after the downfall of civilization I don't think it matters because you have like a new space companion yeah. that'll take you all over the world. You're a space vampire. The, the world. The universe. The universe. Uh, at Boss Captain Rouse says, absolutely, I'm selling the world out in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love our listeners. Same. Uh, at Davis Totter says, like Clark in Smallville, I'd have to let Lana go, preferably at the magic hour in a barn overlooking a picturesque field with the sad Smashing Pumpkin songs playing. No, it's very specific. I love it. I love the specificity. Uh, on Instagram, we have Free on Irons. Nailed it. 409 says, civilization is already screwed. So yeah, I'd do it. But beauty is subjective. So I would need to know more about this entity. Oh. Uh, repairman Jack says yes, especially if they possess Patrick Stewart. Fair enough. <laughs> 
Black Hat Horror Meme says, early 2000s me, faux show. <laughs> 2019 me, nah, brah. Love it. Uh, robot. He's, he's evolved as a human, yeah, I guess. He has. Or a cat. He's evolved as a cat. <laughs> as a cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, robot Attack 22 says, she's drawing me to her. <laughs> it's true. It means yes. Watch out. Uh, in between the novel says, probably not. I mean, who's going to like my <laughs> Instagram post then? Fair point. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Um, customers also watched says if that person is Mathilda as Mathilda may. Yes. Fire. My cat also agrees. <laughs> Did you hear her meowing? Yeah. She was like, here, here. She just scooped up on my, on my chair. She's cute. Uh, Nicholas Otson says, yes, without a doubt. Is that even a question? <laughs> <laughs> Super specs. One says, no, that sounds boring as hell. No. Oh. That's the first no, is it? Uh, no, we have one more. Uh, oh, okay. In between the novel said no, too. <laughs> Most people are into it. Uh, D.W. Lockhart says, yep, beautiful women and death and destruction. Sign me up. There you go. Uh, the Paper Football League says, I've already married my perfect entity, and she's got a dark sense of humor, double Ds, and a fat ass, so I'm good. <laughs> the world can continue to exist and die on its own. I was really hoping you would get to read that one. <laughs> I'm really glad that I did. <laughs> oh my gosh this is a female driven podcast people Uh, on facebook we have tommy b who says i feel like earth and civilization are destined to collapse either way so i think i'd be okay with it curse my innate nihilism amazing Mm -hmm. sam s says yeah hell seems like we're already working on that Mm, truth yeah nick b says yes because selfish asshole (laughs) Fred B says, I already live in perfect love and harmony with the most beautiful, uh, beautiful entity in my universe. Aww. Ugh. Guess Fred B's wife is listening to the podcast now, so he asked. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> it's very sweet, Fred B. Uh, John W says, No, for the love of one is not enough to take away anything from the earth, no matter what. Aww. That's uh, it's very sweet. Emma says, nope, my happiness will never be worth pain for others. Catelyn says, no way. What a selfish thing to do. Also, perfection would get boring after a while. Rachel says, yup. <laughs> I love Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> she has no qualms <laughs> about saying that after all of those. Uh, and Bridget says, no, that sounds like some cult shit. <laughs> True, it does. I love that... Uh Instagram and Twitter were heavily yes. Yeah. And Facebook was heavily no. It's like morality police over in Facebook land. I think it's because people can like actually look at who they are. That's probably true. <laughs> I uh, I really appreciate that. I love our listeners. Uh, hey, stop freaking I out. feel like my dogs are my perfect entities and I don't think yeah. I'd be able to. I think, you know, if, if I, yes, if it was them. But if not, then nah. Nah, brah. <laughs> I'll let Steve know. Sorry, Steve. Oh, he's great, too. He doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> he doesn't listen to this podcast. Who am I kidding? <laughs> I like how that didn't even, like, cross your brain. Like, your boyfriend. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, what, I mean, what about you? I don't even know. I, 
I feel like I'm pretty good without it. <laughs> without the perfect entity. But uh, I mean, I don't know. If Will there be dogs me, is my if question. If they were pursuing me all up like Mathilda May, I don't know what would happen. And that's like, she's pretty uh, intent on getting her way, you know? Could you imagine my, my Mathilda May is a corgi? <laughs> <laughs> it's just Mathilda May with a corgi face and a corgi butt. It's just like, oh my God. It's so funny. Mathilda May with a corgi butt walking around. <laughs> Oh my God. My I life would just be stop. Leia trying to lay in my lap and get, get me to give her pets. <laughs> oh, all right. What are we doing next week, Carly? Next week? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, <laughs> next week, we are doing Dolls from 1987 as well as Night of the Demons from 1988. They are both streaming on Prime Video, Tubby TV, and Voodoo. No excuses. You can watch both of these right now. Yes, no excuses. No you must who you are. do it. Tubby TV and Voodoo have ads, but they're free. And Voodoo's great. Voodoo's not as bad. Yeah. Yeah, Voodoo's totally doable. It's not a lot of ads, Mm-mm. and you don't have the same ad on repeat over and over again, which can be super annoying. Yeah, and I feel like where they choose to like put them in is pretty good, too. I mean, obviously, watch it on Prime Video if you can first, yeah. but... Yeah. Yeah. Lots of options here. I'm excited to watch both of these movies. I actually haven't seen either of them. Me either. Which is ridiculous because Night of the Demons is like a beloved 80s film. I was going to say, actually, maybe I've seen Night of the Demons, but nah. No, you haven't? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, but maybe, but no, you haven't? Yeah, exactly. Maybe, but nah. I've actually wanted to see Dolls for a really long time. I remember, oh God, years ago now. Um, the horror show did an episode on dolls and ever since then I wanted to watch it and it was never streaming and now it is so we're doing it hooray I'm excited very fun so uh, until then I'm Amy and I'm Carly dee 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 (laughs) Merkin